Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is my co-host sitting across from me, Kurt Souter of Further Stone Ministries. How are you this morning, Kurt? Good. Good. Doing, doing uh, really well. We are uh, taping here on uh, around Christmas time. So depending on when you hear this, whether you hear it as the broadcast on the weekend broadcast or as a repeat or as a podcast, we want to thank you for listening. And we are a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. We know the ladies listen. I had a lady stop me a couple weeks ago, and she goes, are you on the radio? I go, yeah, I am. She goes, I'm not supposed to listen, but I like listening to your show. I said, well, that's okay. We're for anyone who wants to listen, but we're talking to the guys primarily. And guys, if you're listening to the show, we, we believe that you are have a destiny, and that destiny is to walk with God through Jesus Christ. We believe you're supposed to be a son of God. And uh, as men, we don't believe on this show that we have all the answers to all the problems, but we want to be a tool in your toolbox of your walk with God. And uh, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, whether you are just thinking about you're kicking the tires of this whole God thing, or you've been walking down this road for years, we want to just be someone to encourage you along that walk. And so we talk about all kinds of of different topics today, and uh, we are going to talk about a topic today that... um, if you ask people what they want to talk about, this is one of the things they don't want to talk about. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Which is why we want to, we need to have this as a regular show. One of the main topics we've had uh, the two years, this has been a regular topic. And I want to, for our guests who are wondering, well, what it is it? I'm going to read a little CNBC article from 2015. And you tell me what it is. It says here, fighting over money with your better half. Join the club. Finances are the leading cause of stress in a relationship, according to a survey of people in a relationship or partnership released Wednesday by SunTrust Bank. So here's the numbers. Some 35% of all respondents experienced relationship stress and said money was the primary cause of friction. Annoying habits came in number two at 25%. So go figure with that. That's kind of a broad, broad um, spectrum there. But... We need to do a show on annoying annoying habits. habits. Yeah, that's that's the next that's the next show coming up next week. Annoying habits on Solid Steps Radio. But then it said on ages forty four to fifty four, that number went up to forty four percent. Said money was the primary cause of stress. Now we're going to take a little bit. We're going to we're going to hit on the financial stress. We're also going to hit on the other side of it that if money is causing a lot of stress in people's relationships, then the opposite can be true that money can be a conduit for harmony and intimacy and a lot of good things in a marriage. So we're going to talk to the professional today about that. Absolutely. So, you know, you know Dan Hart, uh, it is great to have you on the show. Oh, I love being here. I'm a listener and uh, just delighted to be here with you this morning. Well, you know, brother, uh, you know, when, you hold, when, you, when I think of money and financial planning and all of that, yeah, <laughs> sometimes, I mean, I talk with guys of, you know, and it can really be a stressor. Um, why do you think that is? Well, the whole the whole planning thing is is well it, for different reasons, Kurt. One one of those is in marriage is that it may face us to uh, it may may force us to face some issues where we don't agree with our spouse or we look at things a little bit differently. And you know what? We're we're kind of getting by okay, so let's not face those things. And we never have that intimacy that we might have otherwise with our spouse. And other times, it's just one of those topics where you know I, I might need to change. You know, it's like exercise. You know, you, you do I need to change the way I'm living in regards to exercise? And you know, and I think the answer is yes, but I would just let's think about that 
you know, later. Let's just think about exercise and not, let's not, let's just, if yes. we think about it long enough, that, that'll help the heart. There we go. We'll watch an exercise show on TV. How about that? Yes. So the same thing with financial, uh, you know, when, when we think about budgeting and, and, uh, and I love, you did a talk mm-hmm. uh, to a group of folks, what, a year or two ago. And uh, what was it? What was it entitled? Oh yeah, it was uh, financial planning pathway to intimacy. It was to a marriage ministry, so it was specifically designed to get husband and wife communicating about money. So um, when I heard about that, mm-hmm. I go, "We we, we got to do a show about that." Yeah. So this show is all about okay, how do we work with our money with our spouse? Yes. So that you know we have a greater connection with our spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. as in the break, we were Chad was you know challenging us you know to think through, you know hey it's not just so that we can take our wife to the bedroom and you know get what us guys want. It's, I mean that would be nice, but that's <laughs> <laughs> but that's not that's not the direction. I mean mm-hmm. um, that's a byproduct. Right. It's really how do we have greater oneness and yes. a, and and greater communication and greater connection with our wives. Right. Intimacy is the is a good word, and that may lead to various kinds of intimacy uh, that we might have with our, with our wives but the but intimacy is just a, a wonderful thing if uh, if you ask me about my marriage I would tell you it really is wonderful it's neat 34 years but I still would like more intimacy and not just the physical kind with this wonderful woman that God gave me and an area where I could still improve and maybe many of us could still improve is is a topic kind of a doorway you could think of finances as a doorway topic to get to a greater intimacy, a greater love, a greater respect, um, uh, you know, for our spouse, a greater honoring of one another, so that uh, yeah, and that, that's a beautiful thing when a husband and wife have this deep, rich connection. Mm, yes, um, that that is a uh, that's a byproduct of of just following things God's way. Yes, it is, and so. And, it, and it's a great thing. I, I believe that marriage is perhaps the best uh, way, the best uh, thing that most of us have in our life, many of us have in our life, to, to learn to live, learn to love as Christ loves. You know, when you can do that with your spouse, then, uh, boy, that, and that is a learning process because there's a, all sorts of little bumps and irritants and other things along the way. Again, finances is that topic that we just don't dive into, and sometimes we just kind of tolerate each other's habits and, and idiosyncrasies, whereas if we're willing to dive in, then we're not going to be one of those statistics, Chad, that you mentioned earlier, where it's a stressor, and sometimes a stressor even to the point of divorce. Very often, uh, financial pressures are one of the root causes of divorce. But again, it can be just the opposite of that. But it, it does take a little bit of work. And you know what? Money is a topic that we can't avoid anyway. You know, it's sort of like, you know, eating and or exercise. You know, you, you, that's a part of your life till the day you die. And if you li- live in this culture, money is going to be a part of your life until the day you die. Let's make it a good part of our life, a productive part of our life and of our relationship with our spouse, rather than always holding it at arm's bay. I love that. I love that thought because I think so many times we can just kind of push it away but the reality mm-hmm. is we've got money we some mm-hmm. of us have more money some of us has have little money but we've got money we've got possessions 
and how do we how do we handle that so that we can have real connection with our spouses? Absolutely, and and in what you just said is so important too because I can picture I, you know in my mind I'm seeing somebody out there thinking I don't have any money this is not a problem and somebody else thinking I got all the money in the world this is not but you know what it's it doesn't matter it's all the same in that we've got to talk about money money is a part of our uh, of our life and our relationship with our wife and and so and that's going to be better again if we look at it we're on purpose with it. We communicate then with our spouse about it, and uh, we're living closer to God and closer to our spouse at the same time with this subject. Okay, so one of the principles that you talk about, Dan, mm-hmm. is the whole principle of stewardship. Yes. What in the world is stewardship? Yeah, well, if, if somebody, if a listener is a Christian, then they've, they've heard the phrase, God owns it all. All right, we, yep. we hear that a, a lot, and, and that's just true. Psalm 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. A lot of other verses, it's all God's. But and, what does that mean? Oh, yeah, because to me, the, the intellectual understanding of that, all right, I get that. This is all God's anyway, all right? He has ultimate control. But to really think, well, what does that mean? That, that's the question, Kurt. What does it mean? Because... If God owns it all, the money that's in my bank account, my paycheck, my wallet, it all belongs to God, then what is the what does that infer? And so uh, what it means is that I am, again, a steward, all right, which means I'm managing something that belongs to somebody else, and that, what does that typically mean? I'm to manage it according to the owner's priorities. So it always then leads us to asking, what does God want? Mm-hmm. One of the questions that is so hard and yet, to me, so instructional is the question simply, why is God's money in my hands? Mm. And, if you, and if you begin to go, it's, that's not a one answer, one-time answer, that's a journey. And if you start to go down that journey, and that's a lifelong journey, then what you'll find, again, it's kind of a doorway topic where it, by subjecting this to the principles of our faith is that we end up getting closer to God. And for those married, we can end up getting closer to our spouse at the same time. So... so I love what you said there about um, we are stewards, we are managing something that's not ours, and then therefore we have to understand what are, what are the priorities mm-hmm. that God has yeah. so that we can, if, if we don't understand that, then we're going to miss, we're going to have some strikeouts. So um, we're going to, I, I want to unpack that, but we'll, we'll take a break here shortly and uh, we'll hit that in the next segment. Okay. So we're going to take a break and come back and talk. And it's funny, this is around Christmas time. And, and I, I just I said this before, full disclosure, I'm going to say it on the air. It never fails that we have a, a money talk on this show when I don't want to hear the money talk at any other time. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's Christmas, you start spending money. How's that Christmas budget going? What budget? Uh, and, and we did have a budget and we had a budget. And I think we stay within that budget. But then, you know, I'm in a fluctuating business and, and, and sometimes you don't want to look at money because you just don't want to, you don't want to see what's there. You don't, you don't. Oh, oh yeah. Or, 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 or what's not there. Right, exactly, right. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about money, how as a pathway to intimacy, how we can actually use money as something to bring our spouse and I closer together as opposed to being a wedge that draws us apart. So we're going to take a break and be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you're listening on purpose. If you're not and accidentally listening, we'll still take you. And hopefully you'll want to listen to us in the future. Uh, we're talking about uh, finances today and how they can be actually something that draws us closer to our spouse and not have to be a wedge in between us. Mm-hmm. And speaking of drawing us close, we really are close with our sponsors. We love our sponsors. We love Ellen and Credit Union. They are a local lender who likes to help the community 
and all their financial needs. Uh, Vision First, if you can't see and you need to see, Vision First is the place you need to go to. Uh, Bright Star Home Care, they like to help folks who want to be self-sufficient and stay in their own homes or find out what process they need to go through in the future to do that. Uh, Frank Enterprises, they do all kinds of exterior land uh, if you have land drainage problems and, and water issues outside, they help you with that stuff. Uh, Sue Ann Coralia, thank you, I got that right. Sue Ann is a certified ISR instructor who helps children learn how to uh, survive falling in bodies of water fully clothed. And uh, that is a really uh, incredible uh, ministry and job she has. And we have a sponsor on our show today, which is really fun to have. Dan Hart Financial, not only is he a guest, he is a sponsor. And I have to read the little disclaimer. I've always wanted to do one of these little disclaimers, ready? <laughs> what a privilege. Here it goes, ready? <clears throat> Dan Hart Financial, he gives his advice, securities and investment advice through GA Repple and company, member FINRA SIPC. That was well done. See? Nice. Yeah, so there you go. So that's Dan Hart. He's not only our sponsor, a listener of the show, but he's also our guest. And we're going to talk more about money. So Dan, um, in the first segment, you talk about um, the priorities that God has about money. Mm-hmm. And As the owner, yes. Because he's the owner, mm-hmm. and we need to understand what those priorities are. And you told me a story a few weeks back yeah. about you purchasing a car. Yes. And you, after you purchased the car, you bought a Lexus. Yes. And and uh, you just had to wrestle with that. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Well, I did, and, and uh, it sort of learned, you know, not from what I did, but what I should have done or something, you know, so because uh, I, I, I did need a car. The other one was 13 years old. It was starting to show rust. So so I'm OK with that part of the decision. All right. It's time to get another car. All right. And I and I'm kind of a, a little bit of a nerd. So I drove like 40 of them. And, and uh, oh before you chose the car, yes. Oh wow, yeah, something like that. So that, that is a little nerdy. Uh, all right, thank you. I, actually, I take that word as a compliment. So thank, yeah. thank you, Kurt. Numbers nerds <laughs> like to be called numbers nerds. Huh? The, the world needs more nerds. Yes. Hey, if somebody's going to build a bridge, don't you want a nerd? <laughs> yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. This is true. All right, so so I I drove a, a lot of cars, and and it was a time in my life where I was. I can't say that I was a weak time with the Lord, but I was just kind of floating through, and I love the Lord and 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 such. But but I'm also looking for a car, and I happen to have more money than normal just sitting in the bank, and so I, I drove a Lexus. I fell in love with it, and I wrote a big check and bought the car. And and Kurt, I can't I can't say that wasn't inherently evil. If somebody out there has a Lexus, that's not a wrong thing. I, I still have my car. I, I've as I've taken it before the Lord. I've haven't felt that I should go get rid of it. But I th- I really think the phrase that comes to me when why did I buy that car, which is kind of out of character for me. That's just not the way I live. Uh, it is that there was a lack of vision. Mm-hmm. So I had God's money in my hands, more of it than normal, and. I just didn't have a vision in my life as far as, uh, I guess maybe in busyness, I wasn't letting God's cares permeate my heart, mm. you know, or I may have given that money somewhere. Uh, I may have set it aside for myself so that my future has more flexibility. A lot of other things I could do, but it really was just kind of a lack of vision that helped me to make that one decision. Again, not inherently evil, all right, but just a decision where a lot of God's money went through my hands towards this piece of metal well some of it's metal and you know that one day will be worth next to nothing wow so uh, um 
So did did you come to any peace with that? No. <laughs> Hey, Chad already said we don't have all the answers, okay? <laughs> so so the thing about, I'm, I'm, this is my topic for 20 years. I've loved, not money, okay, but I've loved the topic of money as a, as, a, as a way to really examine who I am in the Lord. It's a great topic for that. But that doesn't mean that I have the answers. It's still a journey for me as well. You're not, you're you're not going to bat a thousand. Not, oh, gosh. Yes, correct. All right, so, but I, I think... What it told me is that, you know what, I don't want to float. I don't want to float through my Christian life. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. And I want, I want to be, you all did the wild at heart thing. You mm-hmm. did four weeks on that. If somebody hasn't heard that, go back and listen to those podcasts. The four weeks where we want an adventure to live as men. We want an adventure to live, a beauty to rescue, a battle to fight. And, and so if we're just kind of floating through and we're just kind of going to work and we're et cetera, even if we're tithing and have a savings account or whatever, is that there can still be a real lack of vision there for how is God working through my life? How does he want to work through my life? And then how does that affect every area of my life, including what I do with his money that happens to be in my hands at the moment? That's cool. So you talk about kind of not don't not only this experience but you you as you teach and you talk about that you have a kind of a a pyramid mm-hmm. of, of how we need to think about money and uh, our our possessions and you have a foundation talk about that yes so in any area of life then what is the foundation why do we even care about this area of life etc so the foundation i have a financial pyramid here in front of me and, and actually looking at because the first the first item on any area of life is our relationship with God. And that's kind of, kind of as you think of this pyramid and you work up the pyramid, then if, you, if there's an area there where you're just weak is stop and, and strengthen that area. So in other words, if somebody doesn't have a relationship with God, a lot of the other stuff we're going to say is just gibberish. It doesn't mean anything. And it also has some other consequences for life on this, on this earth and in, the, in, in after death as well. So the relationship with God is first, and then through prayer and Bible study, we can gain a proper attitude towards money and possessions. So again, most Christians have heard that people say there's more in the money and more in the Bible about money than on any other topic. And God knew that this would be a topic that is in competition with our loyalty to Him. Mm. All right, and so, but by gaining a proper attitude towards God's money in our hands and what are God's priorities with that, uh, et cetera, and it's more than just giving. All right, it, giving is there on the you know the Bible from front front to back, uh, but it has to do with a hundred percent of what's in our hands, not just that which we uh, intend to you know give back. As yeah, we som- say. yeah. Sometimes we think um, in in the context of the church. Well, I I I, I gave I tithe. I gave you know ten percent. So mm-hmm. the rest is mine. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's, and it, you're and what you're saying is no 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 that's the ten percent yes does belong to the Lord but it really it all belongs to the Lord it all belongs to the Lord and, and none of it belongs more to the Lord it all belongs totally to the Lord and so fortunately again the Bible gives us a lot of direction so it talks about well other things that are on the pyramid one one is like acquiring money and how are we acquiring money so even before we think about what are we going to do with our money is how are we acquiring it are we acquiring it are we doing what God wants us to do. Uh, Ron Blue, a famous Christian financial planner, says, do the work that God calls you to do and learn to live on the income it provides. Mm. Okay, so uh, income is something we'll think about as we're thinking about jobs, for example. But the, the main thing is, am I doing, am I pursuing the kind of work that God wants me to pursue 
again, and then figure out, is that a school teacher salary or is it a, you know, an, a corporate attorney, you know, salary, whatever it is, what is God calling me to do? And then obviously to do it honestly and with integrity and such. And then we think about, okay, what do we do now? We have some income. Uh, giving is a priority. That's all over the Bible. We know that as Christians, uh, but the real key, of course, we don't do it <laughs> as Christians. The statistics on giving are just horrible. You know, the average Christian gives 2.5% of their money uh, to God's work or to other charities as well. Very very few tithe. Uh, and and so that's that's an area where it just shows that somehow we're bringing the wrong attitude towards okay, money. Okay, so uh, just real quick, yes. Dan, why do you think that's true? Why, why, why do we only give two and a half percent when the Lord says we're not we're not we're, we're to be generous mm-hmm. and we're really to start with a tithe of ten percent? Why, why do you think that is? Well, wow, and that that's a that's a big topic. It could be a variety of reasons. Uh, one of those is that we do live in this culture where we always feel like we we want more. We want a little bigger house. We want a little nicer car. We want a little better vacation. All of those kinds of things, and and we spend. Uh, we, we don't have vision, perhaps. We're kind of just spending and moving along with our, with our culture. And most people, many people will say, I can't afford it. And it doesn't matter if somebody makes $30,000 or $300,000. It's very common for them to say, I can't afford a tithe. I, you know? and, and, and it really is a choice. It really is just a, it's a choice as to whether you're going to do it and make it a, a first fruits, make it a priority. Uh, or whether it's just going to be something where you're just trying to kind of work that in with everything else. Is God, is the, our relationship with God the most important part of our life? And, and really, are we going to trust him mm. that he will take care of us and I would argue do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine with the 90% versus the 100%? Yeah, and that's an interesting question because – Two, two thoughts there. One of those is trust. The longer I've lived the Christian life, the more I realize, do I trust God is a really key question, <laughs> all right? Because if I do, then I can do a lot of things like give generously and a, a lot of other things that I might not otherwise. Uh, the other is, though, is the realization, again, in trusting God, do, is the life that he wants for me the life that I want? So, in other words, if I'm not saving as much money or I'm not going on as many vacations because I'm tithing, or at least it's easy to kind of think that way, we do the math in our head, is nonetheless, is that the life that I want? Wow. We're going to continue to, to mm. talk about that pyramid and yes. the priorities and the, uh, just lay that out in, the, in our next segment. So we're going to take a break. we got two more segments. So come on back and hear a little bit more on Solid Steps Radio. 